Hello and welcome back to my seven-part series explaining the adapted-to-flee famine hypothesis. This is part five and today we are discussing the second core principle of anorexia which is hyperactivity. Just as we unpacked with restriction in the last video, restless energy and the urge to move is an incredibly paradoxical behavior of anorexia. I specifically remember during my own eating disorder that my running and secret exercise compulsions became worse as I lost more weight and a lot of my coaching clients have also said the same. Although this worsening of symptoms seems illogical considering a sufferer's fragile state, increased hyperactivity is actually very logical when looked at through the lens of the adapted to flee famine hypothesis. Be sure to like, subscribe, and continue watching to figure out why that is. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. The hyperactivity component of anorexia is believed to be a form of migratory restlessness, which is a scientific phenomenon that seasonally occurs in birds. In the context of an adaptation to flee famine, the increased urge to move makes a lot of sense. It prompts migration and thus increases the likelihood of arrival in the abundant lands. Perhaps one of the most fascinating observations when it comes to animal models of anorexia is that laboratory rats will die of self-starvation when given restricted access to food along with a running wheel. In normal circumstances, lab rats run less than one kilometer per day and are given ad lib, which means unlimited access to food. When the rat's mealtime is restricted to one hour a day and are given the option to run in a wheel, however, they will run up to 20 kilometers per day. These emaciated rats can maintain this extraordinary activity for up to 90 days, and as their weight decreases, their hyperactivity increases in a linear fashion. The neuroendocrine mechanisms for hyperactivity probably include corticotropin-releasing hormone, which stimulates the production of corticosterone, involved in stress responses, as mentioned in the previous video, and serotonin. Both of these hormones are elevated in anorexia and likely stay elevated to the feedback signals in the brain. To elaborate, activity-induced serotonergic stimulation leads to reduced food intake and body weight, which might be a further stimulus for hyperactivity. In scientific terms, this type of feedback loop is called positive feedback. However, Anyone with anorexia knows that this is, of course, a viciously negative cycle. Related rat studies beautifully illustrate the solution for breaking this negative cycle of exercise addiction, and that is to eat an abundance of food and to prove to your body that food isn't actually restricted. 
Rats do not lose weight and become anorexic if given an exercise wheel and ad-lib, so unlimited feeding. Further, if restricted to one mealtime but given no wheel, they eat enough during the hour to maintain weight. And lastly, if normal weight rats housed with a wheel are given four 15-minute opportunities to feed instead of a single one-hour bout, they also do not become hyperactive and already anorexic rats reduce their activity on this regime. It's almost as if the increase in opportunities to eat is registered as a sign that resources are plentiful. Again, beautifully illustrates why it is so important to eat consistently throughout the day in recovery. And that is a wrap for part five in my Adapted to Flea Famine series explaining the biological reason for hyperactivity in anorexia. If you made it to the end of this video, please give it a big thumbs up if you are watching on YouTube and be sure to subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. Of course, if you want to dive even deeper and receive one-on-one -on -one individualized guidance to breaking your exercise addiction and fully recovering from anorexia, be sure to click the link in the description below to learn more about coaching with me. I'll see you in the next video in which I'll be explaining the third core symptom of anorexia. Bye-bye now!